The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. Let me take a moment to wish our listeners and men and women in the armed forces who are joining us today a very happy new year. And what a year it's going to be. The elections are behind us and Congress is getting down to business. And as you know, apparently they picked of all places to start by stripping the Office of Congressional Ethics of its power, which caused quite a ruckus this past week. Now, the House has since dropped Representative Goodlett's proposal, but many believe this is temporary and a sign of what's to come. And there is no better individual to help us understand how ethics oversight operates and what reforms need to be done uh, than former Congressman Bob Ney, who, as you will recall, was one of the investigations which inspired the formation of the OCE. In just a few moments, we will be getting Mr. Ney's opinion of the OCE and the proposal to have the House Ethics Committee control the OCE. But before Mr. Ney joins us, as is my custom each week, let me tell you a little about his background. Robert William Ney was born in West Virginia and grew up in Bel Air, Ohio. After graduating from Ohio State University, Ney worked for the Department of Motor Vehicles, taught English abroad, and worked as a health and education program manager for Ohio State. Ney's political career began at the age of 26 when he won a seat in the Ohio State House of Representatives. Then in 1984, he was appointed to the Ohio Senate, where he served until 92. In 94, Ney was elected to the United States Congress, where he became the chairman of the House Administration Committee, and he earned the nickname the Mayor of Capitol Hill. He was a champion for the steel industry, better foreign trade deals, And freedom fries until the investigation into the Jack Abramoff Indian lobbying scandal and the events that followed. Today, Mr. Ney continues to serve the public by appearing as a popular media commentator. And you can also hear him on the Bob Ney radio show in West Virginia. It's my pleasure to welcome to the Costa Report, former Congressman Bob Ney. Thank you for joining us today, Mr. Ney. Well, thank you, Rebecca. I'm happy to be on with you. Now, there's been a lot of controversy about the move to strip the Office of Congressional Ethics of its power this past week. Where do you weigh in on that? Well, you know, Rebecca, I'm not happy, you know, or proud, obviously, of what happened to me ending up in federal prison. But one of of the good side notes, I think you could say, is that my case and that of Duke Cunningham and 
you know, William Jefferson, the congressman from Louisiana with the 50,000 cash in his freezer, you know, those high-profile cases eventually led to, I think, uh, a bad thing, but led to a good thing, which was the Office of Congressional Ethics. It was created in 2010. I left in 2006. But it was created, I'm sorry, in 2008. And uh, it was by Nancy Pelosi. She had this slogan, Drain the Swamp. And so they created this office. Now, I, I support it. I supported its creation. If I had been there, you know, I, I would would have supported it. Uh, and the new Congress attempted, as you rightfully stated, to do away with it in the middle of the night. I mean, they had a private vote, but it was done quickly. Uh, there are a couple of flaws, I, I must say, with the actual Office of Congressional Ethics. There are. There's some flaws, and there's some grumblings about it. But what the Republicans did, and I was a Republican member at that time, Rebecca, was to take the entire baby and just not only throw it out with the bathwater, but toss, toss it out into the street. And, you know, forgetting the public policy for a second, which we can talk as you like about any of that, but the the perception, I mean, it's opening day, you have a brand new president, a totally Republican-controlled government, and on the opening day, which is the day when family members come and and you kind of get the, obviously, the national chance uh, as the speaker, Speaker Ryan, to bang that gavel and talk about your vision, your mantra, what you're going to do, you're going to make the changes. And what's the opening day mantra? The Republicans tried to undo ethics. Not, not a good deal. Well, I agree with you. I, I found this really to be, from a strategic standpoint, uh, a very bad move. I mean, if you're controlling the House, the Senate, the Oval Office, you want to avoid any uh, appearance of impropriety. Well, yes, you do. And, and you know, when I served out there, I was involved in, in re- some really, really tough decisions. I chaired the House Administration Committee, and as you said, they used to call me the mayor of Capitol Hill. Very small speaker-appointed committee. Steny Hoyer of Maryland was the ranking member, who's now the number two uh, Democratic member in America in the House. And we had to oversee the total security of the Capitol. We had to fund all the committees. And most importantly, we had to oversee every aspect of members' offices. Now, all of that could have been done on a strictly partisan infighting basis, which it used to. Steny and I cooperated through discussions. That doesn't mean that I gave up my ideas or he gave up his ideas, but we worked mutually on some issues where, uh, frankly, Rebecca, we could have attacked each other every single day nationally. We didn't do that. We did the Help America Vote Act, which completely altered the American election systems in a monumental way, bringing in advocacy groups and you know, doing a lot, I think, of wonderful things and changes for the election systems, right? And again, it could have been horrible partisan bickering and constantly jabbing at each other. Instead, we we made it work. Now, what's different today? You have a tough issue with the ethics bill that honestly needed some tweaking in some small areas. But the Republicans, instead of of seeking assistance across the aisle, instead of communicating, because, by the way, there, there are a lot of Democratic members that privately want wanted this committee to be altered. But instead of, of seeking out conversation, Rebecca, what they did was they strutted their chest, we're in control, and we're going to do what we want, and it'll be accepted by the public, and we'll do it quickly. So their entire mindset on this, not only was it bad to oversee ethics and make those changes, but on top of it, it's a mindset of, you know, we run the government, we'll do what we want. 
if they take this type of mindset, even though they control the, the government technically, and they throw it into the way they run that House this upcoming year in Senate, I think they're going to be in big trouble. Well, now the OCE is staffed by private citizens who aren't allowed to be working for the federal government or be active members of Congress, which on the surface, it sounds a heck of a lot more objective than having the lawmakers investigate themselves. Or am I wrong about that? Don't we need that just extra bit of distance? Yes, there's a couple of good things about it. For example, one of the uh, the board, there's a, a board of directors, basically, and everything has to be looked at by this board, and they're not uh, full-time people. They're a board that have private lives, right? It's an eight-person board. Jay Egan, for example, just to single out one of the board people, used to uh, work. Uh, I used to be his boss, technically. He was yes. our yes, C, uh, CAO of the House, as we called him. Everything he did had to be reported to me. I worked with Jay constantly. He knows the House better than anybody under the sun. He was appointed by the Republicans in the House, so you know, his, his background by registration is Republican, but he's one of the board members. One of the uh, lawyers who works on this, I, I'm extremely familiar with, I worked with him on a daily basis, that was Bill Cable, who was the attorney for uh, Congressman Steny Hoyer. So he's a Democratic, you know, staffer. So now people like this are involved, and they don't work for the House. And Jay Egan and the other seven board members are in the private sector. So Yes, your your initial assessment is correct. These are outside people, but these are also people that are not, you know, they're not ignorant of the process because one of the worst things you can do is to get somebody in there that has absolutely no concept of how the house or house works because if if they don't understand or have somebody on the board of how the house works, well, they could go after everything under the sun, whereas somebody familiar with the process will say, wait a minute, that's not really a violation. Well, of course, they they are, all of the people on the OCE are right. very familiar with the inner workings sure. of Washington, but uh, they're not employees and they're not exactly. lawmakers. And I think exactly. that's, that's how it ought to be in terms of sure. oversight. Now, we have to take our first break, but stay right where you are. We'll be back with more from Bob Nay. You're listening to The Costa Report. Hi, I'm Joan London. If you're worried about your parent or loved one living alone, like I was, and you want reliable senior care information, then call a place for mom, the nation's largest senior living referral service. Finding an apartment that was on the courtyard with the view of the trees, the view of the ducks, the stream, the creek, all of that, that was what I needed. You'll get free information on assisted living, Alzheimer's care, nursing homes, even important financial information. Here's the number. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. A Place for Mom is a free service, and you can trust them to help you. So if you're struggling to find reliable senior living information, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. To speak with a local senior living advisor, call A Place for Mom at 800-451-2976. That's 800-451-2976. Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, cookbook author and culinary expert. Strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries. Dole has a bounty of berries ripe for the picking. Fresh berries are not only delicious, but some of the most powerful disease-fighting foods available. 
Researchers have found that berries have some of the highest antioxidant levels of any fresh fruits. So add a handful or two of your favorite berries to your next meal and enjoy their nutritional benefits and natural sweetness in all of your dishes, from salads to desserts and everything in between. For fresh tips and ideas from Dole's berry experts, visit berries.dole.com. And be sure to check out the pages of mouthwatering recipes. Whether it's a sweet and savory blueberry cranberry chicken salad or a simple strawberry sorbet, Dole has the perfect berry to inspire your next berrylicious dish. Hi, it's Charlie from The Garden Company, your locally owned garden center. We finally have a real winter with cool, rainy weather, perfect conditions for planting roses, fruit trees, and berries. The Bear Root Season offers the best selection and lowest prices of the year for new varieties and old favorites. And dormant plants readily adapt to their new homes with an explosion of growth in spring and summer. Imagine cutting a bouquet of roses to brighten your kitchen counter, or harvesting bowls of fresh organic blueberries, raspberries, apples, apricots, nectarines, peaches, or plums. It's easy to do, and we can teach you everything you need to know about selection, location, planting, and care. Grow a climbing rose on a trellis, plant an espaliered apple against a fence, or save space with a pear tree that has four varieties on one trunk. Let us show you all the possibilities at The Garden Company, 2218 Mission Street, across from Safeway on the west side of Santa Cruz. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thegardenco. The Garden Company Nursery and Gift Shop, proud member of Think Local First. Cash flows and money move. The Money Move Show is dedicated to delivering tips and tools to help you earn more, save more, and protect your hard-earned assets. Host Pamela Fugit Hetrick interacts with her guests and callers every Thursday night from 7 to 8 p.m. Recent topics have included what is going on locally with health insurance, tips to maximize your Social Security income, how do you build an emergency fund for your family, Medicare 101 tips, how do you choose and pay for home health care, and many other topics. So tune in, take notes, call and get answers to your financial questions from Pamela Fugit Hedrick on Money Moves, Thursdays at 7 p.m. That's Money Moves, Thursdays, 7 p.m. on KSCO, AM 1080 Santa Cruz and KOMY 1340 Watsonville and 104.1 on your FM dial. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and my guest today is former Congressman Bob Ney. And before the break, we were talking about the service that the Office of Congressional Ethics performs and the fact that this organization is comprised of highly experienced individuals who are not government employees and are bipartisan. Now, we have a number of young listeners today, Congressman, who aren't familiar with your ordeal. And though that happened quite a while ago, I think it's relevant Uh, Because the Office of Congressional Ethics was one of the outcomes, as you mentioned, uh, of your investigation. So if you don't mind, I was wondering if you could describe what uh, just very briefly what happened to you and what your experience with the House Ethics Committee was. Sure, I'd be happy to. And uh, and I wrote about this extensively in 2013 in a book that I uh, wrote called Sideswiped. 
And, and I mention that because what happened to me can happen to people in their own lives, even if they're not in government. So my one piece of advice before I briefly you know, say what happened to me is that if something in your life doesn't look good, doesn't sound good, doesn't smell good, doesn't feel right, don't do it. So that's my piece of advice for uh, anybody listening, especially young people starting their lives. Well, I, uh, as you said earlier in my introduction, I rose very fast, became chairman of the House Administration Committee and also the chairman of the Housing Subcommittee, and I was a deputy whip in leadership. I was ranked the 11th most powerful member of the U.S. House on a bipartisan um, uh, survey, and I was frankly going to be running for Speaker of the House, and we started a kitchen cabinet internally to make me speaker, and that's where we decided that we needed to get close to a lobbyist named Jack Abramoff, a super-uber lobbyist, very, very powerful, very good friend of the of Karl Rove, the Bush administration, and an extremely good friend of Congressman Tom DeLay, the powerful whip. Now, I was a very pro-labor pro, uh, Republican uh, from the Ohio Valley, and as a result, we kind of went at odds with Tom DeLay because he was not a pro-labor guy. So we felt we needed to get close to Jack Abramoff. And then when my chief of staff, Neil Volz, became uh, a, an employee of Jack Abramoff. So there's the link. Jack Abramoff, the lobbyist, me, the member of Congress, and my former uh, employee, my chief of staff, great guy, Neil Volz, we're friends today, but he went to work for Jack Abramoff. So there became, the, you can see, the link. And we, we took it, and I did, I allowed it, and I did it to a step further because he had a restaurant. I went down. I had free meals, uh, alcohol at the time I drank. Uh, I'm in recovery now. It's been 10 years, but at that time I was a good, heavy uh, drinker. And um, we then went on a trip with Jack Abramoff. He raised money for us. And again, our whole goal was to get him to kind of neutralize Tom DeLay for my political career. Uh, there was a, a lot of details we won't have time for, but in one in particular, there was a a boat he was trying to buy called Sun Cruise. I wrote a letter against a man named Gus Bullis, who was later on actually killed in a in a hit, not by Jack Abramoff, but by the syndicate uh, type of hit down there. And it became a horrible, uh, messy affair. And um, then I went to Scotland with Jack Abramoff, underreported the cost of the trip, and was not correct and, and uh, honest about the exact nature of the trip. That trip became the sort of face, Rebecca, for the corruption with Abramoff. Having said all of that, uh, after a two-year investigation, I pled guilty to two felony charges, and then I did um, 17 months in federal prison, Morgantown, West Virginia. Started in 2007, got out, was in a rehab program inside prison, and uh, served in a halfway house till the end of 2008. So that's kind of my snippet of the career. Uh, I pled to a stream of favors for Jack, and he did things for us that we didn't report. So we definitely, and I definitely, because a couple of my staffers had felonies too, crossed that bright line on multiple occasions. And that's uh, now I I read your book, and I'm familiar uh-huh. with your case, uh-huh. uh, and uh, I'm not trying to excuse what happened, but I have to say. You know, there's a, such a thing as did the punishment fit the crime? And we're going to talk about this in a few minutes. But in your particular case, I think that it, it there's no question in my mind. It was just uh, uh, it was an assault. Now, my question to you is at the time, the OCE, the Office of Congressional Ethics, didn't exist. That came about after your investigation and after well, you pled guilty, my question to you is if the OCE had been around, do you think the outcome 
would have been different? Well, now that's an interesting question because my entire situation got completely uh, stopped, bogged down, whatever you want to call it, in the House Ethics Committee. It, it, it became in limbo, and it went directly And it into became the very political. Oh, ex- extremely. It, w- it was a, again... Uh, and so this I, and is I why like- I'm asking, if the OCE had been around and they had done their 30-day investigation mm-hmm. followed by their 45-day mm-hmm. further investigation and made their recommendations, do you think the outcome would have been different? Well, I would have. Well, that's very interesting because I'm going to guess if that had happened, in a way, I probably would have gotten a break in this sense. It would have all been exposed. Uh, I would have been out there. I could have been referred to the Justice Department, but I might have been censured, uh, sanctioned, or actually resigned. It could have taken a different twist, but one thing for sure, it would have not been a two-year-long process of a government game back and forth between myself and Alberto Gonzalez, the head of the Justice Department in the White House. It would have been a much transparent, cleaner process. I must say that. I don't know. Well, here is the reason I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I'm asking because when I look at Charlie Rangel's case, right, Con- convicted of 11 ethics violations, and his some penalty was to be censured. Right. Right. And, uh, and, 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 and that had something to do with the OCE being uh, involved. Well, that's true. Yeah, and and again, so when I compare the two cases, I'm just trying to be. I'm a scientist by training. I know. When I, 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 when I, I compare you, these the two, yeah. When I when I compare these two cases, I can't make sense of it as a scientist. Well, this is hard for me to admit because it's going to sound like I'm not accepting responsibility. And I've no, nope. I'm not trying trained. to let you off the hook oh, no. at all. No, <laughs> okay. I I am not. Uh, but uh, but I I look at these two cases, and you got Charlie Wrangle. Right, who had taxes on his villa paid by others. He received rents below market. He closed a tax loophole for campaign donations. Right. Eleven convictions, and all he received was to be censured, uh, censured, right. and and wasn't even asked to step down from his position. Right, and and comparing Tom Delay, what what he did versus me, uh, he did what I did on steroids. Uh, so when I look at Delay's case, how he didn't do time is beyond me if I did. Again, I hate to look at myself that way. But, but then here's the difference. The OCE wasn't in place when you were persecuted. True. That's true. It wasn't. So this is why I'm wondering. Yeah, it, it, You know, is there a role they're playing that we have not acknowledged? Well, in some cases, you know, I mean, they still bring things to light, so I think that's good. The problem, I guess, that I have with the OCE is that sometimes uh, it's it's aggressive publication of cases that really don't have merit at the end of the day when the final look is made at them. That's the one thing I would tweak if I, you know, if, if I was in charge running the ball game there. But, but I think it still serves a good function. Well, we have to take another scheduled break, but uh, stay tuned. We're going to pick that right back up on the other side of this break. You're listening to the Costa Report. Are you?
you struggling with addiction or alcohol problems? If you're depressed, drinking, and using drugs, you may need help. And the Affordable Care Act guarantees coverage of substance abuse. I knew I could get myself out of this. I just needed some hope and some help. I took the first step to recovery when I made the call. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. I feel like I'm losing control. I'm afraid I'll lose my job or even my family. Call now for hope and help with proven gentle recovery programs. I never thought that I could be somebody who didn't drink and use drugs. I'm in recovery, getting the help I need. Call the Addiction Hope and Helpline now for a free assessment with someone who cares. Call 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. 800-962-6969. Hi, Register Pharmacist Ben Fuchs here. I've been studying healthy bodies for 35 years, and what I've got to tell you may shock and surprise you, but if you listen up, it may change your life. The skin, the body's primary protective structure, is a major target of environmental assault. While the most obvious health impacts come from the sun and include superficial skin damage, accelerated aging, and cancer, equally significant causes of environmentally induced disease include air pollutants that can penetrate through to the internal milieu of the body as easily as they can enter through the respiratory tract. Perhaps the most effective strategies for protecting the bodies outside and inside is the use of topical nutrition. One of the most protective of these nutrients is an antioxidant substance called alpha-lipoic acid, or ALA, a type of cellular rust protector scientists call an antioxidant. ALA supports the skin's defense by delivering sun protection benefits as well as defending against environmental toxins. It is, however, quite unstable, both in formulations and on the skin. ALA should be used in combination with other nutrients, particularly vitamin C and vitamin E. And ALA is not only protective for the body's exterior, it offers the same protection for the body's interior cells. While alpha-lipoic acid is found in small amounts in foods, particularly organ meat as well as spinach, broccoli, yams, yeast, and tomatoes, the best way to make sure you're getting an adequate daily dose is via dietary supplements. Pharmacist Ben here urging you to go to kscohealth.com to order Beyond Tangy Tangerine, the Healthy Start Pack, and other nutritional supplements that I personally use and recommend. You can purchase these premium quality products at wholesale prices online at kscohealth.com. That's kscohealth.com. I'm the pharmacist that believes that staying healthy and strong is not only about medicine, it's about giving your body the raw materials it needs to do its work. Go to kscohealth.com. Make sure you check out the cool videos too at kscohealth.com that's kscohealth.com hi this is terry cruz actor former football player and father of five i'm also an expert on drama there's a good kind that comes with having a house full of kids and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectorals and then there's the drama you can skip skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma visit finishyourdiploma.org that's finishyourdiploma.org and lead the drama to actors like me brought to you by the dollar general literacy foundation and the ed council Michael Olson, second law of the food chain. 
The farther we go from the source of our food, the less control we have over what's in our food. Now that so much of our food comes from thousands of miles away, we should all get together Saturday at 9 a.m. as the Food Chain Radio Show tracks down who is putting what in our food. If you have a comment about the second law of the food chain, tell me. Michael Olson, all about it at MetroFarm.com. Now, see you all on KSEO Saturday at 9 a.m. for some What's Eating Grunt Radio on the Food Chain. What day was that? Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, my guest today is former Congressman Bob Ney. And just before we went to break, you were bringing up the point that simply by publishing their investigations and making them available to the public, the OCE can unintentionally damage those who are shown to be innocent. And I think that's a that's an important point. Nowadays, uh, in the media, they repeat things so often, and the more they repeat them, the more they begin to sound like facts. And you can certainly stain and damage someone's reputation by simply launching an investigation. Well, that's right. And and again, if they're, you know, like in my case, if they would have been around and done detail and release it, and the ethics committee did a finding against me, you know, fine. There are a, a few cases, not a lot, but there are a few cases. One was a, a, a guy's former business partner got mad at him, and then that made it to the level of, of the OCE, which was, well, we better take a further look. So it goes to the ethics committee, and then eventually the guy's cleared, but it all gets into print, you know, all the false allegations, et cetera. So, look, yes, there's a case there where that could be tweaked, and again, if they would have sat down with the Democratic side and come to the terms of, you know, what was really proper to do, they could have tweaked that part of it, which, of course, would bother members if you're found completely innocent. Um, but yet they throw all the, the you know, uh, sexy, spicy political stuff out there that's not accurate. So uh, that's that's the one example I was saying that could be tweaked. Well, there's always room for improvement. There's sure. you know, rarely ever going to be an institution right. or, a le- or a piece of legislation that's perfect. That's and, right. you know, we, but, you know, if it does more good than harm, mm-hmm. then we kind of right. have to go with it. That's the nature of progress. It's incremental. That's right. Uh, but, you know, what we haven't talked about is once one of these investigations is launched, the person that's being investigated has got to go out and hire lawyers. There are massive legal expenses, uh, time away from work devoted to dealing with defending yourself, providing the uh, documentation that's requested and evidence that's requested. I, I wonder how much did these legal expenses and the fact that you were being uh, just overwhelmed in what became a, a political nightmare, how much did that have to do with you pleading guilty? Oh, it, there was two reasons I pled guilty. I uh, completely ran out of money. I had spent five hundred and eighteen thousand uh, dollars. I needed three point two million to go to trial. We felt we could we could you know beat uh, a, a trial because I after all I did hire former federal prosecutors who were now lawyers you know because they had prosecuted people. That's who you hire, and. Um, and we and we did look, and again, I'm I take full uh, guilt for what I did, but we did look at other cases. And frankly, if uh, we went to trial, that have to have you know taken to trial half the White House staff for the, for the same thing for me, the Bush White House staff, and a couple members of Congress. So, you know, we felt we had some things going, but at the end of the day, uh, 
I needed $3.2 million, and I ended up owing that law firm $1.2 million, which can never be paid, but uh, $518,000 was paid. So it was purely, you know, at that point, a money decision. And I also sat down with my son and daughter and uh, told them what could happen if I was found guilty on one of the counts and cleared on nine of them. And if you go after the federal government and you beat them on nine counts and you lose on one, you're in trouble. And my children said, you know, we could lose you for a couple of years. We can't lose you for a decade. And so I made the decision. But frankly, if I had had the money, I probably, for the right or the wrong of it, would have went full-blown against the government. Uh, I, I ran out of money. In fact... In one of the, uh, when the government sat some people down to depose them, and I, I can prove this, it's not in my book, but the government actually said to two of my staffers, doesn't uh, Congressman Ney understand uh, it's not going to be long before we bankrupt him? They actually said that in yeah. front of lawyers. Yeah. And our staff was just chilled chilled by those comments. Well, I just want listeners to know there are a lot of reasons lawsuits are settled. There are also a lot of reasons that these investigations uh, get pled out guilty. Uh, People can overwhelm you with so many number of charges that the likelihood you're going to beat all of them is not good. And second of all, uh, the legal expenses, you'll never pay them off. Uh, Now, the unfortunate thing is your party didn't stand behind you. Well, I was, uh, in my book, I do tell what I did wrong, I lay it all out, and then I tell the rest of the story. I call it the perfect storm. In fact, uh, there was no question that uh, then Minority Leader John Boehner uh, called me and did everything under the sun to get me out. He, he wanted me out. And um, I, I, to this day, uh, know, because when I went into the meeting to talk to him, Carl Rove, who was the architect for George Bush, his chief guy, um, his name was uh, Barry Jackson, was sitting in this private meeting, and I said, why is the White House here? And Barry said, well, I'm delivering a message from Carl Rove. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, uh-oh, something's not correct uh, with this. Boehner then told me, get out. In fact, Boehner actually did to me what Rob Blagojevich did and is in prison for in a reverse way. Boehner said, if you get out within 24 hours and announce you're not running, I, in fact, will uh, find a job that pays what you make. He said, I know you don't own a private business or anything. And number two, I will raise legal defense funds, and you can put this away. And now there, there is a case the OCE should have looked into. (laughs) Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's what Rob Blagojevich, the governor of Chicago, went to prison for. It's, it's in a reverse selling selling of my job. And uh, I said, okay. And then I never, I couldn't even get a call back from the janitor in Boehner's office. Well, there and you go. And that was the end of it. That was the end of it. Unfortunately, Congressman, we are all out of time. But oh, uh, let, let me let me take this time. opportunity to thank you for your public service. Thank you. Uh, and, and also for okay. making time to talk to us today. Thank you, Mr. Nate. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Now, normally, this is about the time we take an intermission, but before we do, let me take a moment to share with you one of my great new discoveries, Zip Recruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. Everybody knows that. But these days, posting your job in one place isn't enough to find qualified candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post all of your jobs on all the top job sites. And now you can with Zip Recruiter. You can jumpstart your hiring in 2017 
Post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. One click. Find candidates in any city, any industry, nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. 1 million. And right now, listeners of the Costa Report can post jobs on ZipRecruiter at no charge. Absolutely free. By going to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. Remember that address to post your job openings at no charge to over 200 job sites by posting just one time, visit ZipRecruiter.com slash report. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash report. I hope you'll take that opportunity. Uh, this is the first time ZipRecruiter has made this offer and you want to take them up on it. There is absolutely no obligation. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. Okay. Folks, let's take that intermission. I will tell you, I enjoyed so much speaking to Bob Nay. Haven't heard from him in a long time. And boy, did he shed a lot of light today on the Office of Congressional Ethics. Um, I, I am so glad that he joined us today. And I am so glad to have our new sponsor, Zip Recruiter, join us as well. So, folks, if you've got a job opening, doesn't matter if it's a cook, an engineer, a rocket scientist, a surgeon. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash report. ZipRecruiter.com slash report. That's the address to get your job posted free of charge. And remember, you heard it here on the Costa Report. Now let's take the intermission. And when we come back, I'll tell you what I think about the Office of Congressional Ethics and the latest GOP dust-up. You're listening to the Costa Report. I owed the IRS $10,000. The IRS garnished my wages. They put a lien on my house. The IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. They do not give up until you pay. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions Now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions Now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions Now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. Tax Solutions Now can get you help. Our agents know the rules can stop the pain and get you the best deal. We connect you with a team of former IRS agents and tax professionals who will get the IRS off your back. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Call Tax Solutions now. Time is running out. Call 800-987-0577. I'm here today with Scott Caraccioli of Caraccioli Cellars, recent winners of the best sparkling wine in the U.S. in the Champagne and Sparkling Wine World Championship. Congratulations, Scott. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. 
So what is it about your Brut Cuvée that beat all the other competitors around the world? We really focus on creating an expression of the Santa Lucia Highlands and doing it the right way. And when you control the process from the beginning to the end and you have talent like Michelle and top-tier grapes, they really shine through. This was a worldwide competition. It was definitely a humbling experience. We were in a room with producers that have been making wine for over 100, 200 years and was a huge honor to have Tom Stevenson give us the best U.S. Sparkling Wine Award. We fared really well overall. We had three wines win best of class, which was great. Visit the Caraccioli Tasting Room on Dolores Street in Carmel-by-the-Sea or find us online at caracciolicellars.com or reach us by phone, 831-622-7722. This is Alan Lundell, a.k.a. Dr. Future on KSEO Radio. Ten years ago, we bought a house out in Boulder Creek. It was a gamble because we love to be around bandwidth and power. We found the perfect house with incredible view, but no bandwidth or power. I was very despondent. I was reading Wired, and I ran across this uh, Silicon Valley executive who lived in the Santa Cruz Mountains, and he claimed he had bandwidth. He was getting service from some group called Etheric Networks. So I gave him a call. Etheric put a dish on our roof, and boom, we suddenly had amazing bandwidth. It's been 10 years now. We've been very, very happy with their service. KSCO Residential Special. Residential service up to 10 megabits per second. Symmetric. That's up and down for $85 a month and $199 installation. With guaranteed minimum speeds and uptime, unlike our competitors. Etheric Networks. Call 650-399-4200. That's 650-399-4200. Etheric.net. That's E-T-H-E-R-I-C dot net. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops, the rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. It's always open house at the Mike Young Real Estate Hour, and you are always invited to walk right in and join the discussion. Hello, I am Mike Young, and I love talking real estate with all the experts and with you. So get a jump on the Real Estate Weekend every Friday, 7 p.m. on the Mike Young Real Estate Hour, right here on Listen and Be Heard Radio KSCO. The Mike Young Real Estate Hour is brought to you by Thunderbird Real Estate, Real People Selling Real Estate, by Rick Williams at American Pacific Mortgage, and by Steve Manville at Farmers Insurance. Friday at 7. See you then. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and if you're just joining us, our guest today was former Congressman Bob Ney, who just shed a great deal of light on what it is like to be on the other end of an ethics investigation in Washington. Ney, a popular lifetime politician whose nickname was the mayor of Capitol Hill, suddenly found himself in the middle of the Jack Abramoff scandal, where Abramoff One of the biggest lobbyists in Washington was accused and convicted of providing gifts and bribes for political favors, namely favors involving the Native American Indian tribes and and some uh, others that he represented. Ney was accused of accepting trips and meals and campaign contributions in exchange for his support of certain legislation. And in 2006, after being besieged with legal expenses, you heard a half a million to three million dollars to defend himself. 
and also having very little support from fellow GOP lawmakers, he pleaded guilty. And one month later, uh, Ney stepped down from his congressional role. He was sentenced to 30 months in prison, 200 hours of community service, and a $6,000 fine. Uh, He was released from prison after 17 months, and he documented how his conviction and resignation came about in a book titled Sideswiped, Lessons Learned Courtesy of the Hitmen of Capitol Hill. I, I recommend it. It's a riveting read. Now, at the time Ney was investigated, there was no independent organization called the Office of Congressional Ethics. It was, in fact, the Abramoff scandal that became the impetus for the OCE, which, as you heard, is comprised of private citizens who may not work for the federal government or be an active member of Congress. The OCE is an independent, nonpartisan oversight organization whose goal is to make certain the highest standards of behavior are maintained by government officials, a similar goal as the uh, House Ethics uh, Committee. But in addition to being independent, there are other differences between the two organizations, which in my view are very important to consider. For example, the OCE is compelled to act very quickly They have just 30 days to determine whether allegations brought against a government leader have any substance to them whatsoever. And and if uh, if they determine that uh, there is no basis, the process stops right there after 30 days. If there is sufficient evidence for a complaint, then the OCE has an additional 45 days to investigate further after which they submit their grounds for ethics violations to the House Ethics Committee. That's how it works. The OCE has no authority to subpoena a member member of Congress. They have no authority to charge anyone, no authority to convict or punish. Their only authority is to accept a complaint, review and investigate, and then give their recommendations to the House Ethics Committee. Lawmakers on the House Committee, on the other hand, can subpoena, bring charges, censure, even call for resignations. And they have all the time in the world. They have no time limit. Now, frankly, I found it very curious that there would be an attempt to undermine the Office of Congressional Ethics. In my mind, a party that now controls the Senate, the House, and the Oval Office should be very mindful of even the appearance of impropriety. Public opinion is fickle. It's a fickle, delicate thing, and those who elected Donald Trump did so because they hoped a rigged system would be fixed, not so it would be rigged even more. If there is even a suggestion that the Republican Party aims to abuse their power, the tide of public opinion will flip at a moment's notice. And for this reason, and the fact that one of the major objections against the election of Donald Trump was his moral character, I think it extremely unwise for the GOP to undermine the OCE. It sends precisely the wrong message to those who are uncertain about what a GOP-led government under Trump will be like. Now, as far as the redundancy between the two organizations, I've investigated and I am familiar with both enough to say that an overlap in ethics oversight does no one any harm, only good. It's like having two parents watch the kids. 
In some instances, one parent is enough, but anyone who's had to watch more than two youngsters at a time knows it often takes more than one set of eyes to keep the peace. The bottom line is this. More ethics oversight is better than less. It's really as simple as that. Now, that just about wraps up our first hour. Uh, But I look forward to hearing your comments. You can send them anytime to our contact page at RebeccaCosta.com. It's easy to remember, myname.com, RebeccaCosta.com. There's a wonderful contact page. You can look at the menu at the top of the homepage, and it'll say contact. Just click on there, and there's a nice big white box that pops up. You can type in your comments there if you have some strong feelings about the Office of Congressional Ethics and uh, and the stunt that the GOP pulled this last week. Uh, I, I thought it was uh, completely came out of left field, and apparently uh, Mr. Trump thought so too. Now, folks, from time to time, you know I like to share with listeners something unexpected I found or I discovered. There's so much hype these days that when you find something really good, you can't wait to tell your friends. And so in the final moments of today's program, I want to tell you about one of the best meals I have had in years. And what made it even more special was I made it myself. I know it's hard to believe I made it. I cooked it myself. The fresh ingredients and instructions were all shipped right to my front door. And for less than $10 a person, I whipped up something I would have paid so much more to eat in a high-end restaurant. The name of the company is Blue Apron. And I'm so excited about their food that Blue Apron, Apron has offered listeners of the Costa Report Three free meals. That even includes free shipping to you. That's right. Three fantastic fresh meals at no cost to you. That's my New Year's gift to you. I I already ordered my three meals. I picked spicy shrimp and Korean rice cakes. I picked pork chops and garlic piccata. And for my third choice, I selected mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas. I can't wait. (laughs) And Blue Apron has made cooking so easy, children and guests can join in the action. To get your completely free three meals, just visit blueapron.com slash Costa, C-O-S-T-A. Make sure you put in the slash Costa. That's blueapron.com slash Costa. Then do me a favor Email me and tell me what you think. Tell me how your meal turned out. Like I said, there are very few things that live up to their hype these days. So when you find something that's really good, you can't wait to tell your friends. And I can't wait to tell my listeners. Remember, that's blueapron.com slash Costa to select three meals completely free. Even the shipping is free. It doesn't get any better than that. Okay. Okay, that's that's enough talk about food. I'm getting hungry <laughs> talking about the three meals. I, I mean, can you believe shrimp and Korean rice cakes, pork chops and garlic piccata, mushroom and chipotle pepper enchiladas. I know I know you're getting hungry too. <laughs> Okay, that's enough talk about food. My guest next week is the popular host of Special Report on Fox News. You see him every day, Brett Baer. 
And he's going to give us a sneak peek at preparations for the upcoming presidential inauguration. Uh, I hear it is going to be uh, the the uh, presidential ball is going to be something like we have not seen in decades and decades. Uh, leave it to the Trumps, <laughs> who are now uh, Ivanka. Uh, I believe Ivanka just uh, rented a house or bought a house in Washington D.C. too. It's it's. Uh, I think it's going to be featured in Architectural Digest. They'll have some uh, fancy designer probably go through and uh, and spiff it up a little bit. I I would imagine but uh we are back we are back in the camelot days uh where fashion and uh, uh architecture uh, interior design it's all it's all going to be on the front pages of all the uh, magazines and newspapers uh brett bear will be here next week and he's also going to by the way tell us about president eisenhower's last mission a mission most people don't know about so don't miss brett bear Next week, right here on the only news program that puts policy ahead of politics. Now stay tuned for a second hour of Straight Talk Radio. You're listening to the Costa Report. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network it's staff and management.